glad you could join us for episode 147 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Wayne as we discuss Michelle Lavretta's supernatural drama Lost Girl, starring Anna Silk, Zoe Palmer, Chris Holden-Reed, and Rachel Scarston. And I was going to say, so you got the night off, but not quite. Yeah, there's there's no night off. <laughs> <laughs> that, that concept does not exist here. Yeah, and spring sports have started, and uh, yeah, you're a cinematographer, <laughs> yeah. I understand. Totally. Yeah, Helps I got roped sorts. into being like the video guy for uh, my son's uh, high school lacrosse team. So it started out with just, you know, just one off. I'm just going to take this one video, this one scrimmage, you know, share it with the coach. Hey, coach, by the way, then next thing you know, no good deed goes unpunished, which is, I guess, the, yeah. uh, the, the motto here there, Dave. Exactly. And if you don't have children that play a spring sport on the East Coast, mid-Atlantic, or have coached yourself, you have no idea how cold some of these days and afternoons can be. Yesterday was cold. I I was recording a JV lacrosse game, varsity lacrosse game, and then I went to coach my own my my son's team i went to coach for practice so that basically meant uh, five hours staying out in very cold very windy weather and by the time i got home i was just i was in no mood for anyone to talk to me at all i just it's like one of those times where you really 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 wish you had a fireplace because it's like one of those you're yep. so cold i just i wish i had a fire to sit by and just to give some perspective, because we both have uh, coached in the high school in the spring for a long time. I mean, some of these games, it's 30 degrees when the game starts at 345. So by the time you get to 530, yeah. 6 o'clock, you can't feel your extremities yeah. at all. You just have to keep checking. Yep. Ten fingers, ten toes, yeah. I think. Because you can't take your Of course, the off. people in, in Maine and Michigan and everything right now are saying, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right, but we are not here to talk about spring weather. We're here to discuss the series finale, episode 16 of season five, titled Rise. But as always, Wayne and I want to remind you we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com. You can go to the website and leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab, record your own audio clip, send the MP3 as an attachment, or just send us a tweet at sci-fi TV rewatch, and we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group join the discussions there. So we did get one piece of feedback and it's from Taltos who says regarding a few points you guys made last week, that's always an ominous I think beginning. points might be a strong word though. <laughs> I think we were just uh, supposing or what was that? Yeah. Like- All right. So to be fair, the writers did not have the whole season to plan a conclusion to the series. Lost girl was renewed for a 13 episode fifth season on February 27th, 2014. Production started on April 19th, 2014. On August 25th of 2014, Showcase announced the fifth season would be the last and extended the season by three episodes. Therefore, the writers only had the last three episodes and just over a month to wrap the series. The first season of Dark Matter was filmed between January 7th and mid-May of 2015. Principal photography for the final three episodes of Lost Girl ended on October 1st, 2014, so there would have been no filming conflicts between the two shows for Zoe Palmer. So that clears that up, which I guess raises the point that uh, does that mean that episode 13 was written and filmed as a season finale? Right. Uh, so a potential series finale, right? Yeah, I guess because so. they kind of I mean, had look, to see the writing on the wall a little bit, right? 
Well, you would think. And, and look, how many shows have to deal with this sort of a situation? And, you know, some can pull it off, some can't. Uh, you know, we'll talk about Lost Girl in a, in a few minutes. But this is funny, like, because, but Lost Girl, I guess, which I guess is not so rare anymore. We're seeing series like Continuum and uh, uh, um, Warehouse 13 that have been around for a couple of seasons getting that like, okay, this is your last season, but we'll give you X number of shows to wrap it up, you know? Right. Um, my oldest son uh, was watching My Name is Earl on Netflix, and he got to the last episode, and it just ends in this huge cliffhanger. Like, it seems like they really were expecting there to be a, to be renewed, uh, so they put no kind of, you know, closure at all in there. In fact, they left with a cliffhanger, and then that's it. And he comes downstairs. He's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know. And I'm like, "Dude, I know. Like, it was, it was, it was brutal when how they ended. My name is Earl. You know. So, uh, so yeah. At least Lost Girl gets the chance to close it out. Yeah, they did. So, all right. So as we said, it's uh, season five, episode sixteen, entitled "Risen," written by Michael Grassi, directed by Paolo Barsman. And this one originally aired on October 25th, 2015 on Showcase in Canada, March 21st, 2016, Sci-Fi US. So, dude, this is the 77th episode over five know, seasons, which, which began September 12th, 2010. And you know, I think probably a lot of our listeners do understand how rare it is for a show to actually get to 77 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, especially a show that you, well, I guess they had the one twenty-two episode season, right? And, but for the most right. part, did like 12, 13 episodes a pop. Yeah, so now you wonder whether it'll go into syndication, whether sci-fi will will purchase it, and you know we'll see it every time we uh, go by. For me on DirecTV, it's channel 244. You know, it'll be interesting to see. So, you know, obviously one of the things we want to talk about is how we view this as a series finale, but it, it just got me to thinking back uh, our beginnings on sci-fi TV rewatch, where we obviously began Memories as fadeless. Yeah. Alone in the Sorry. I like the yeah. cats. Uh, just, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, thinking back to when we started in 2012 and, you know, we started doing one episode at a time and then we realized, Oh, Oh Jeez, snap! Season three yeah. is going to start. We better start doubling up. You, you start, it's one and of those signs we, when you you walk up to me with a calendar. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> yep. And, and, and then we started tripling up, and then we had a few weeks where we actually covered four episodes in one yeah. podcast, and you know some of those were approaching two hours. But uh, you know it was a blast, and and you know then we got to season three. And, you know, kind of the reality set in, and, and, and by that I mean, as much as we liked Lost Girl, and, and still like it, the thought of doing Lost Girl week in and week out, I guess we just didn't feel like there was enough material there, and to be fair, I mean, the ladies over at Drinks at the Doll just did that, you know, really beautifully, sure. I thought, and, 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 you know, hey, you've got that, you and I wanted to kind of branch out, you know, still cover Lost Girl. So that's how we shifted over to sci-fi right. they TV take rewatch. The science. We get the dilettantes. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, looking back on the series, you know, and I guess this is true for any show. I was having this conversation. Uh, you and I have had this conversation, but I was talking to uh, uh, Jamie about it the other day and, and that 
sometimes a show, you just either like it or not right away. And I know people say, oh, you got to give it some episodes. It's got to find its footing. But for me, sometimes I either bond with the characters slash actors right away or I don't. And, you know, obviously we, we've uh, talked about this a lot and the listeners have, have you know chimed in about this. I just never really bonded with the character of Lauren, nor did I bond with Hale. Later, for me, Z and Hera did nothing for me, but unexplainably, I ended up liking Mark, who I thought I would hate when he joined the show. Um, yeah, and I was always kind of like Lauren. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Mark is a character. I don't think I ever really like kind of got into uh, very much. I liked Hale a lot. I thought he was pretty cool. Uh, always liked Dyson. Um, you know, I think maybe the character that was maybe remained the most aloof from might ironically enough be Bo. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. And you know, honestly thinking about this and really her character, I, look, I won't say I ever lost contact with her, but the, these last couple episodes just really made me remember what it is. I love about this show. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is Anna sure. Silk and her portrayal of Bo Dennis. Yes. One of the interesting things in this episode is that we had a guest star, and and while she didn't get a lot of screen time, it was pretty significant, and that is Olivia Scriven, who plays Dagny, obviously uh, Tamsin's daughter. And so, of course, I check her out on IMDb. Like a lot of these young actors, Degrassi, next class is what (laughs) she's in now, but her sci-fi... Degrassi, the next generation. Okay, Okay, it's not sci-fi, but it is the next generation. But, you know, one of the things that I love, she just exudes presence. I mean, I think she's really somebody to keep an eye on as an actress, and hopefully we'll see her in in some of these shows that we like to watch. Yeah, so you're talking about playing Dagny as like a young girl, not the baby, right? Because I did think the baby did a (laughs) fine job, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't cry at all. It was like really kind of, yeah, exactly. Really held the, the camera, you know. Like. All right. So, you know, a couple of points before we get into the discussion. Uh, I think a lot of people would say that when they hear that basically the way the show ends and gets resolved is that Bo is saved by love and evil never dies. They would probably be rolling their eyes. And I might be that person too, but you know what? I was okay with it. You know, I mean, you got to bring the show to an end sure. somehow. And, and and there were some, look, it's about Faye for crying yeah. out loud. We've already taken right. that leap. And I know, as you've mentioned several times over, 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 oh, nice. over the last eight episodes where, where despite, you know, we, we make that suspension of yes. disbelief that sometimes plot holes were just too much for you to overcome and certainly me in some cases but one of the big questions that i do have is about jack and the fact that apparently he did not anticipate that a fully charged bow might be a problem for him which is funny because at every other point in in, when bow tried something he's just like i knew you were gonna do that and i planned you know it's like it's like no matter what ludicrous plan Bo came up with, Jack was like, ah, I knew what you were doing all along, you know, but he didn't see that one coming. So, you know, I no. And, and what I liked in this episode was 
you know, uh, unlike the whole, oh, wait a minute, is that just somebody pretending to be, you know, doing the uh, shapeshifter thing, but not knowing whether or not Bo was under his control. And and I think as we get through the episode, we realize that she was under his control. Yeah. And that had it not been for Kenzie, she might have gone, you well, know, full blown really dark so queen. Much Kenzie as everyone else, because it's really when she started sucking the chi from Dyson and Lauren and Mark and Vex as well that um, that she kind of snapped out of it. Yeah, true. I love the fact that the title ties into Tamson's death, risen, and, and I thought that was a, a really nice scene uh, at the end. And mm-hmm. uh, one question, and I mentioned this to you today at lunch. So, so did Bo's she, you know, when she basically, I guess, put it in reverse, <laughs> did that bring the Fey elders back to life? You know, I mean, that's the thing. They left the ending so open, and, and I mean that in the best of possible ways, that should the show ever get restarted, boy, there's a lot of places they Teacher could go. film. Yeah, you never know. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't think so. Well, you never, yeah, never say never, dude. <laughs> right. uh, I have not said never. I'm just saying I don't think so. I know. All right. Who would have thought that that little drunken girl in the elevator in the pilot that Bo throws over her shoulder would be the one tasked to raise Bo's baby sister? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought at first that they were going to send her, to, I can't remember her name, but you know, the lady who was the uh, Bo's nursemaid? Oh, right. Yeah. I thought maybe they're going to kind of throw her a bone and send her out to send, the ranch. Send the kid, yeah, out there. Yeah. But. That works really well with Kenzie. Because if you remember, like, Kenzie kind of uh, was very maternal with Tamsin when Tamsin was, quote, unquote, growing up. Oh, right. True. You know, you know I think they kind of set uh, set um, Kenzie up for this one. Right. And we don't know how long Kenzie had Dagny because well, of the acceleration. Well, apparently ex- not, not very long because you, when you, they, she goes to the doll, like, everyone looks exactly like they did when she was a baby. Right. So apparently she went from like baby to like, I guess like 16, 17 in about like, I don't know, a year, year and a half, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like they even put a gray streaks in anyone's hair to indicate time had passed. You know, like everyone looks exactly the same. Right. Exactly. And, and we knew from before, like you, you mentioned when, you know, baby Tamsin, it, it didn't take her long to, return to the Tamsin that we know. So Right, right. Though then again, before everyone stop typing right now because yes, I know I realize they are Fay and they age very slowly, but not Lauren. And Lauren looks exactly the same as well. So you can still type us, but just not nothing not, angry. Not about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So opening scene, we've got another cold open. The group's in the burning clubhouse. Kenzie notices the horseshoe, and then all of a sudden, Bruce comes crashing through the wall to yeah, save him. Yeah, you know him. what that is? You know what, what? that is, Dave? That's what? a Bruce X Machina. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's two for two, man. I know. I told you I had more. All right. So <laughs> apparently, Bo called him. They pieced together that Bo did this to prove her allegiance. And then, you know, I love Bruce's line, the end of an era, referring to the crack shack. And... Yeah, for us too. We spent so much time there, and again, you know, thinking back to the pilot when when uh, Bose got her license hidden in the, uh, I think it was the fireplace, or actually yeah. her her stack of licenses, right? With her different identities, um, and then Mark says he has a plan. 
Bo tells Jack she doesn't want her unborn sibling around, to which Jack agrees. And so now we're, we're wondering, you know, what's Bo up to? Because, again, just Anna Silk as this, is she evil Bo? Is she good Bo playing we learn evil? That, you know, that she is kind of down with, you know, the plan that, the uh, mystery machine crew came up with because you, you notice that there's like five characters riding around in the van like which yeah. one's scooby-doo right yeah so yeah. basically you know we realize that she's burning it down and everything she was it was all part of her clever plan but it's such a half-assed plan <laughs> you know it's just like like if you really want to convince jack that you killed him you would like bring their heads to him or something like that i mean even ancient kings that were new enough to like demand that much like don't just tell me you killed them like show me some proof man well right Um, and that's what you alluded to a few minutes ago that that he knows that she didn't really kill tamsin right she even says no no no." right 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 ludicrous well it's like she says you know there's no competing for first daughter and i want to be the one to kill tamsin so she goes in there and she you know sucks all her chi or at least we thought that was what I she didn't was doing. think, and yeah, you didn't think it either. I know, I know. And, and then the, that line, "Time to get my destiny on." Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned the motor <laughs> vex, of course. Yeah. And I gotta say, for all the complaining we've done about Vex and his emasculation, which I think we were right to criticize. Sure. He he got his mojo back he in this last strong. episode. Yes. yes, he did. He so he's got strong. the Vexmobile. He uses his Mesmer, I guess, to move that car into yeah, another that lane. Cool. That was really cool. I got yeah, so that's that. the point. Like okay, that. we know Vex is back. And then, you know, his outfit. See, that's the outfits I love. You know, the black leather. But right. did you notice the high heels? I did not notice. Oh, yeah. He's got the black high heels as well. Uh, didn't see that. All right. All right. So Jack tells Bo that he controls the hell shoes. And, and at this point then. Yeah. The hell it, shoes got a bit of a makeover there. Yeah, they did, but they're on her feet. They're now, like Gene Simmons, hell shoes control <laughs> controlling her. He of course realizes she didn't really kill Tamsin knows Bo's just playing along and then starts going into his plan, which is for her to feed off the colony, which uh, apparently she's already done. Then the city, eventually the entire world. And then again, he was just so good in this final episode. Death is your birthright. It's your path. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Right. And this is where he's just hammering away at her and and trying to break her down. You know, I guess in the same way, you know, in the previous episode when we're talking about breaking a horse, when when we thought the horse was actually the Pyrrhus. Yeah. Yeah, and so she is kind of the horse. She is the parapet. She's the horse that needs to be broken, and uh, and he breaks her. Well, right, and I and I think it's that lowest blow about her failed relationship with Lauren, and then that that line, "You and I were not capable of love," which again makes me think back, and we've mentioned this before. That line that you know Oliver tells Barry that you know guys like us we don't get the girl, right. So. And yeah, they're, and, they're, and they're, that's true. Yeah, yeah so far, if, if TV has taught me nothing. Yep. All right, now you know, in one of the series, I think most dramatic visuals, Bo standing on the ledge, and and there were a lot of really 
dramatic visuals in this episode, but she's standing on the ledge, looking out over the city, hands outstretched to her side, eyes glowing blue, only I will choose who lives. And then she starts sucking chi from the city below, and I thought that was kind of cool, that little horse thing that yeah, Hades that was, had that yeah, was, was like- It was definitely cool. Yeah, they came up with some good stuff in this last episode. Right, and, and at this point, we're not sure- Who's conning who? It just seems as if he is starting to break her. Once she starts draining the chi from every single person in the city, then we're pretty sure that Jack's gotten to her. Right. Now, uh, there were some great scenes. And again, they, they did this several times over the last few episodes between Dyson and Lauren and also Lauren and Tamson. And, you know, that that whole exchange when... Dyson says, you know, when you were together, you know, meaning you and Bo, I didn't worry so much. And then, you know, uh, Lauren's like, yeah. And then I pushed her away. And, and and at first I wasn't sure what I really thought of this scene, but it, it resolves any tensions in that triangle, you know, and then Lauren tells Dyson, yeah, I used to worry about Bo after I die, but I'm secure in the knowledge that she's got you. They take each other's hand, but I'm thinking like, oh, that's I, I'm not sure what to think of that. You know, to, to think that Bo and Lauren are going to be together together. No, no, that that but, she's thinking about after I die. Oh, you know that that kind of thing. I mean, uh, it's almost like you know, husband or wife. You know, it's like you know, if I die, I want you to. You know, I don't want you to be sure. lonely. I want you to. Right, right, right. Um. I don't know. It just struck me, you know, it's just, I kind of am ambivalent about that scene. I mean, on the one hand, I, I really liked it because, and I think they had resolved any tensions. And I think Lauren and, and Dyson, again, I think they were even developing a love for each other, you know, because of their common love for Bo and, and that they both knew that each had Bo's best interests at heart. So true. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're still driving. In uh, we got to come up with a good name. We should have come up with a good name for. Uh, and I forget what his license plate that, was. It uh, was clever. Um, yeah, I mean the Vexmobile. That's Vexmobile's okay. Okay, so mystery they, machine. Yeah, the team sees the blue chi lights and of course puts two and two together. Knows Bo's taking the whole city. She's gone full dark queen or full on Pyrrhus, and they realize that the horseshoe is what protects them, but it apparently didn't protect the elders. They arrive back at the doll. All the elders are dead and they fear Bo's been taken over by Hades. And, you know, at this point, you know, the, the whole making such a point of the elders being dead and, and the elders power really gets us to thinking that, that Hades may win this round, but then we're thinking like, okay, they got to really end the series with Hades winning with Bo turning dark yeah you didn't really think that at any point did you no well i mean it it crossed my mind but then you think well no they can't possibly do that so on the one hand as lauren goes down and and, you know takes their pulse uh and and says no they're dead there's nothing i can do well apparently bo can yeah and 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 i guess we know that that you know she brought dyson back to life so so certainly we know that sure but that at that moment right there, you know, Bo is kind of like more into killing people than saving them, you know? Right. So. And we've heard, you know, that, that line that Bo 
utters, and we've heard it before, I can be more powerful than all other fae. Everyone will kneel at my feet. There will be no more dark, no more light. There will be only me. My true army cometh. I am your queen. And it sounds so ominous, but then, of course, when we get to the end, when she, you know, and she says, no more dark, no more light, only me, well, it seems to be kind of a good thing, right? Right, but at at that time, it's you know clearly not a good thing. No. She's not meaning this kind of like we're all going to be living in harmony thing. She means like I'm going to kill everyone, then so there there won't be anything, there won't be dark and light because everyone's going to be dead. Exactly, and then Jack tells her that okay, we're on the right track, we're getting close, but we need an army of followers, and that's the point where I guess he comes to realize that, eh, maybe he realized it already that he doesn't need followers from tartarus he can use people here on earth right well that was his plan all along there right yeah i mean i guess it seems to be right yeah all right so tamson comes to and we see the for the second time and ken's even points out and she even mentions the episode when Bo kissed her sucked some chi and then you know places the key in in uh, tamson's mouth so she can get out of the cage which Again, I love that kind of stuff, you know, when you hearken back. And, and I, you know what? I even love the fact that Kenzie pointed out the, the episode it occurred in when she was right. in uh, the prison. Yes. All right. So <clears throat> the other thing that I really did find interesting as everybody is thinking that Bo has gone full on Dark Queen and Kenzie's looking around thinking like, how can you people think this? This is Bo. And they're like, well, Kenzie, I mean, look, facts are facts. And she's like, no, I refuse to admit it, even though there are dead bodies littering the street. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, th- this is the one scene that kind of, like, again, you, know, you start to pull out a little bit. And think, ah, right, see, I'm little, okay. Nah. Really, I thought it was just a little too, like, kind of melodramatic. And you know, he's just been doing this too much, like, Dyson looking grave and, you know, pointing out the exact opposite of what we know is actually happening and everything. It's just... I don't know. See, I thought this was some of Cassini Solo's best acting in the series. I mean, certainly Hale's death was, yeah. I mean, she was just tremendous yeah. in that scene. Uh, but then Kenzie says, I really expect this from someone else, but not from you. She tells Dyson and I'm thinking like, okay, well, who, yeah, who did you expect it from? Yeah. But then Dyson and Lauren tell her, okay, we're not giving up. And and it's almost as if Kenzie snapped them out of it that, okay, while they may be right, that doesn't mean we give up. And, and, and again, I find it really interesting that, and not surprising, but that Kenzie is the one that never wavers in her faith in Bo. Yeah. It was so not surprising though, right? I mean, no, no, Dyson, right. The, 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 we're much less surprised that, that Dyson's faith goes a little shaky but if it had been kenzie we wouldn't have accepted that at all yeah right right now i am surprised by i mean i am and i'm not by something but i'm going to hold off till we get there all right so jack tells both something's not right he realizes that uh, and again there's still free will in the territory i guess because this little horse thing isn't filled up with uh right blue ink or whatever it is and you know so that representation of a steed that's not quite quite complete was was pretty cool tells him about the horseshoe begs his forgiveness it was before i accepted my true destiny and then he tells her hell on earth baby make it happen yeah. uh, 
I, I, you know, I don't know what Eric Roberts is doing next or what he's done after Lost Girl, but I, I, I'm really yeah. curious. And, and to be yeah, honest, he my, was he was he was awesome, man. Yeah, my wife has always loved him as an actor, and and he, oh, he was so good. And, but the problem is, he kind of gets typecast because he does this kind of role so well. Right. Yeah, yeah. That that's well, you, you get you just got to embrace it. I was going to yeah. say work is work, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right. So Jack commands the dead people to rise, which they do. The team needs the horseshoe <laughs> to produce a force field yeah. to protect them from the bullets. I'm like, all right. It yeah. was created by Hephaestus. He is a god. Sure. And it um, was a shield. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tamsin comes walking up the street, you know, full on pregnant. <laughs> I know you guys didn't like me on the force, but this is a little extreme, don't you think? And then she uses her doubt to drop all the policemen in the street and tells the team Bo hasn't gone dark because yeah. she slipped she me the key. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And and along with her tongue. Exactly. Exactly. And I I forget which one of them speculates, but is her doubt stronger because she's carrying Hades' child? Yeah. It's still like, can we address now how that's like the lamest name for a superpower ever? The doubt. power of doubt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's I, something about it, and I get that. I mean, it's the power itself is cool, right? I'm not saying, I'm not denying that. Like to just be able to make like armies of guys like just completely lose their stuff, but to call it doubt, they need like a cool Norwegian or Scandinavian name for it, you know. Yeah. Like Sigmund's sheath or something. I don't know. Yeah. I got a parent student parent conference tomorrow morning. I feel like using my doubt. To finally get the kids. All right. I admit it. I didn't do the reading. That's why I got zero out of 15. So we'll see. I think yeah. mom, I think mom understands that. Yeah. All right. So again, one of those visuals, Bo's standing silent on top of the van. And I don't know about you, but I loved the outfit she's wearing, you know, that, that yeah. black oh, yeah, yeah, kind of thing was, with the outstanding, uh, with the red and yeah. I mean, just so hell like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and just the, you know, the black and the red Kenzie insists only she can bring her back. I'm her heart. And she's right. I'm thinking like, wow. But then on the other hand, what took it out of it for me for a second what a terrible wig they had on her for the last few yeah. episodes she was in, you know, because especially, you know, when we saw the flashback scenes and yeah. you know what, maybe those were wigs she had in the early seasons as well when her hair was black or whatever, but I don't know. It just looked so much better, but this just looked like a, a bad wig. But anyway, I, I got over it pretty quickly. Yeah. And like the whole, the, the dark eyeshadow, which I mean, in a way it looks kind of cool, but then sometimes it's like, like you literally couldn't see Anna Silk's eyes. Yeah. I'm okay with that though. I mean, I, I I'm like okay with that. She's got beautiful eyes, man. Like, yeah, but I can still see him. All right. Well, anyway, we, we, we think Kenzie's getting through to Bo. And the next thing it's like, Kenzie's like, Oh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. And it's, she's getting the, horseshoe and then just snaps it in half throws yeah. it away great scene and then swats kenzie off the top of the van i was like this is awesome oh but it's bad yeah it's <laughs> and bad, then dyson Dave. i know and then dyson comes in and catches kenzie 
I, I just find it so interesting that Kenzie being Bo's heart supersedes her relationship with Lauren or so it would seem, you know, why, why isn't, why wasn't Lauren that, that was able to get right. now maybe because, because they well, broke up, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we certainly have the, you know, them getting back together at the end, but maybe at this part, Lauren just didn't feel just probably maybe confident well, enough in herself. And, and let, let's face it. I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there who are like big into the, the Kenzie, not Kenzie, uh, Lauren Bell relationship. Sure. But if you look at it, who's like, what, what's been that first relationship, the most consistent relationship Bo has had the entire series. And that's with Kenzie. Lauren has like, like you said, it's been kind of like full of fits and starts and, you know, recriminations and all kinds of, you know, really good times, but also really bad times. Where Kenzie, because it's not a sexual relationship, with Kenzie, it's it's just been the same, BFFs. And and so I think it's it, it's completely natural. It makes much more sense for it to be Kenzie to go up there to bring around than Lauren. I don't think, like, I wouldn't have really bought it if it were Lauren. Because I'd be saying it should be Kenzie, you know? No, that makes sense. And and I, I, what I like is that it drives home the fact that, you know, two young women that love each other, but not in the romantic way. Right. And for, you know, four seasons, that was like the central relationship really of, of the, uh, of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that after she swats her off, that, that it's almost as if something snaps her out of it. And now Bo's worried that she can't control her abilities and of course, everybody rallies to support her, and you know you'll figure it out. No, she and, she she starts sucking, like I said, the chi from all her friends, and then apparently with that, she's kind of having these flashbacks and memories, and that's what snaps her out of it. Right, but they did get their one line in there, and you know what? Last episode, I was okay with it when she says, "Well, my mother wasn't able to suck the Dark Lord's chi." Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> okay. It like was okay. Yeah, yeah, I kind of one, like it. you said, in moderation. Yes. Uh, but then we see the elders are back blocking their path in the street when Tamsin's water breaks. And again, when you look at this episode, you know, as one thing after another unfolds, you know, as Talto said, they only had three episodes to wrap things up. They only had 43 minutes in this episode. Uh, I think they did. Okay. So Lauren and Kenzie deliver Tamsin's baby. Bo walks down the street, which is empty face to face with her father. We got the big showdown. He tells her he's here for his baby. So I guess this is time for our first father daughter dance. <laughs> Again, just well, such a good line. I mean, uh, and it shouldn't surprise me. I mean, Michael Grassi has written some of the better episodes and of course, Paulo Barsman directed, but uh, just the delivery, the, uh, the point in the, in the scene point in the episode, that uh, was just perfect. So they've both got their hands outstretched as she's able to fight off his power mentions that we all have both good and evil, but he's only evil and she's got tricks blood. His love makes me stronger than the evil that consumes you. And, you know, I guess if you take that as a metaphor or whatever, it's, you know, it's again, I mean, I can see some people might roll their eyes. Oh yeah. Love conquers all, whatever. 
I liked it. Well, that's it's it's nice, but here's the thing: is that this is like straight out of Harry Potter, and don't tell me that the people who made this movie don't know what I'm talking or this TV show know what I'm talking about. You've either read the books or seen the t- the movie, but in numerous, there's actually a couple times where Harry and Voldemort are like squared off against each other. Same thing, this stalemate of like force between them, and it's like this power of love that causes Harry to win out, and he pushes back the bad guy with the power of love. So it's been so done. Already, and it's still it was kind of cool, but the whole time watching, I'm like, well, this is just like this is like Harry and Voldemort squaring off. Like, well, apparently there are also some connections, or or that you can make some connections to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which obviously neither of us have seen. So that I'm, I'm sure a lot of the listeners did watch Buffy, and you know maybe you know did make that connection, and and I'm sure a lot of them read Harry Potter. You know, obviously I just completely missed that whole you know i've seen the first harry potter movie and that's pretty much it haven't that's read any of the books just i know i know. Me I, I, I understand you gotta get that done this summer yeah you, you right. gotta watch the x-men movies first though no well no i've seen some of them now you sound like my brother uh, okay. you sound some some is not an acceptable term there's a new one coming out we, we should totally go to the movies and see it dave i think i'm still behind <laughs> i think i haven't seen the last one that was at the movies but it's probably available on uh, HBO yeah. at this point. So, all right. Well, clearly Bo's winning the battle. He's got her beaten. She breathes orange chi into him, which I guess is just like the, you know, reverse, whatever. He disappears. And then again, I, I, I know it was sort of cheesy, but I liked it. I will live the life I choose, which obviously takes us full circle. Right. To- well, I, I like that when they, they brought up like lines from, you know, like the opening credits of the season. Sure. You know, the early seasons. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And then Bo collapses in the street just as the baby's born, returns the chi to the city as Lauren's holding, you know, the blanketed baby. And we learn it's a girl, which is obviously so right that it's a girl but such a bittersweet scene since we know tamson's gonna die and i think the others i think they know but it's almost as if they haven't recognized that because of all the excitement over uh giving birth yeah that's kind of a lot going on there is yeah all right so they leave the van mark and vex complimenting each other at the back vex asks if he's chosen yet because you know i heard you shifted and mark says i doubt i ever will but i have made one choice and you know they hold hands while bo's still on top of the van (laughs) which was kind of cool um and then a great scene with with the five women bo lauren kenzie the dying tamson and her daughter And, and Tamson tells Bo it's her time because Bo's like, look, I, I can try to save you, you know, and, and Tamson's like, no, I'm going to live on through my daughter. She's my legacy. You look after her for me. And and of, of course, again, we know that it's the Valkyrie's last life. She tells Bo that a Valkyrie's last life isn't called dying. It's called rising, which then takes us back to the the episode title. Right. And then the last thing she says is her daughter's name, which is Dagny. And really cool visual as Tamsin dies. She kind of dissolves and then flies to, I guess, Valhalla. Sure. 
leaving the baby behind. Yeah, that was the nice little way to to really. I mean, it was obviously a pretty emotional scene, you know, and and, and it was nice, and and uh, we got to see you know Tamsin off with uh, dignity and everything, and it was it really worked. Yeah, exactly, and and of course for me, as I've said many times, she was my favorite character in the. Entire show. All right. So then we see Bo putting Dagny in a car seat. I, I just, you know, I just love this. Telling her little sister that while she can't take care of her right now, she'll be watching over her. And, and she mentions she's got dangerous work to do. And I'm thinking like, all right, what is it she's got to do? And I suppose it's reining in the Fey elders who've come back to life and... I don't get the impression they are going to go down easily when she proposes there's no more light, no more dark, because, again, a metaphor for you know the political situation in probably virtually every country where you've got the you know a liberal side and the conservative side and whatever. Right. And well, I, I, I think it's just that the, the fake community is so diverse and uh, that – you know, for her to kind of, I mean, she's just going to anticipate, especially with something as chaotic as this. We've seen almost every major event that's happened in Lost Girl has had some kind of light, dark squabble to go along with it. Right. But yeah. uh, but nobody wants to give up power, I guess exactly. is what I was getting at. Right. So, so whatever. So, um, And then, of course, how perfect... Kenzie is going to take Dagny. And again, she's come so far from that, that, that young girl that Bo meets in that bar who just basically lives on her wits. She's on the street. And, and, you know, now she's, I don't know whether that was a BMW or whatever car she's driving, but just so grown up. And there's no question that Kenzie's the, the one to be responsible for Dagny. Drives away, leaving Bo and Lauren sitting on the hood of the Camaro Again, just the contrast between the two cars that, you know, that, but that yellow. Give me Cam- that Camaro, though. Man. Well, that yellow Camaro never gets old. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren essentially proposes to Bo and uh, they kiss as Dyson walks up. Perfect. Again, he, he's like, oh, my, you know, am I interrupting something? And and he asks the question that, that, to be honest, I hadn't really thought about at that point. Are you going to tell Dagny who her father is? Oh, yeah, that's well, a tough one. Yeah, if you're going to go around saying you're her sister, then probably it's the question's going to come up. Well, and and obviously, if she starts hanging around the doll, she's going to start hearing things. Sure. Uh, so we get to the closing scene. Two teenage girls are kissing in a parked car at night. Police officer comes by, taps on the window, and it's Mark who takes her to the doll. This just brought back so many bad memories for me personally. Just- uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> my high school girlfriend lived like literally across the street. I mean, no. like, like 30 feet away or 50 feet away, whatever. Right. Um, but that was awkward when you broke up. Uh, yeah. I managed to not get hit by the, well, anyway. All right. <laughs> she threw up. All right. But I, you know, so Mark wearing the police uniform, so I guess he's following in dad's footsteps. Sure. Which Or he got his hands on the costume from a store down the street. Yeah. I'm, I'm but yeah, of, I think we're yeah, meant to assume that he's on the force now. Exactly. Which which is great because obviously they've had a stormy relationship, but, it, but it's been getting better. And uh, they've had their ups and downs. And then they have her 
sign the ledger, which she's, she seems to know what it is. Yeah, but, she's pretty down with, I think, uh, everything that's – like she's not surprised by anything that's going on. You know? Right, but I guess what was a little bit confusing, what, you know, Dyson says something about you probably don't recognize us. Well, then how does she know about the ledger? And I guess maybe Kenzie has been telling her these yeah. things. Well, she even said something about like Kenzie told her about all this stuff. Right. And, you know, we go through the whole, we've been keeping an eye on you speech. And then again, I, I forgot about her. And then Bo enters and tells her that Dagny means new day. But of course, the first thing Dagny is like, my God, you are beautiful, <laughs> which of course she is. Right. That's so, probably a lot of people notice that. Exactly. Her, first of all. Yeah. So, you know, we, we learned that Again, not that we didn't know this, but she's reached fey puberty and they've got to prepare her. And then this whole ending seems to be, all right, we're tying up. Bo and Lauren are back together. Dyson's happy that they're happy. Kenzie took care of the baby. And then we see she's got that handprint that Bo tells her is evil. And I'm thinking like, geez, Bo, what a downer. Yeah, a little Debbie downer. And then I don't know how and I don't know when, but it's coming for you. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, I, I really think they did a good job with this ending. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was definitely a, a good ending. And they, you're right, you know, leaving it not like, oh, everyone's happy and everything's okay and we've, you know, worked everything out. Like, no, still, stuff is still messed up. But, uh, you know, they kind of have each other. And that was like kind of the, the point and the end of it, the whole thing about like love conquers all or whatever, is this idea that, you know, we've got each other and that's a lot, right? That's something. And that despite how messed up things get, we still kind of can, you know, hold on to this little family we've created. Well, right. And, and you know, but but not even necessarily that love conquers all because nobody thinks for a second that Hades is dead. Right. He's just, we assume, been sent back to Tartarus. So if he got out of Tartarus once. Yeah, or more than once, right? Or more than once. So, you know, there is that. He got out of that plastic room that that Lauren put up, too. So he's just like a regular Houdini. But if we don't have love, what do we have, right? So that that while it might not conquer all, it's certainly uh, better than whatever's in second place. Right. Yeah. So, look, I, I, I... doubt they're going to make a movie i i doubt the show well of course <laughs> you see some of the shows that are being rebooted or uh, revisited and yeah never, but I never think say they go never. for yeah all right i mean you know they'd probably pick a more you know commercially successful show yeah. you know although you know lost girl did pretty well in canada i mean and again that's i guess the thing we we tend to forget about continuum lost girl that in Canada, where the production costs, you know, were what they were, it, it both did well up there. And and again, look, I, I think w- we would certainly be correct in saying that Sci-Fi US did not do everything it could to ensure no. the success of Lost Girl. No, not at all. Yeah, that that's no doubt about that. So for whatever well, reason, like showing the last eight episodes about half a year after you know canada did well yeah. not half a year i think it was longer right no because they didn't show it in like september and november uh, i don't know i'd have to get my calendar out but still you know <laughs> yeah. it's just basically setting it up for abject failure you know like the, like the the fans of the show probably found one way or another to see it before it premiered on sci-fi 
Yeah. Not us. Not us. Other people. Less scrupulous individuals. Yep. So, well, end of an era. Not the end of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, but... Right. (laughs) You know, 77 episodes they aired, 77 episodes we covered. We did it. Boom. Yeah, you know, I, I I checked out... Anna Silk's IMDb page and, and you know, still, did she mention me? St- uh, no, she didn't. But uh, still, nothing listed. So I, I guess she's just still at home taking care of her baby. Who's yeah, not so much just of a, like not so tired. much a baby anymore. <laughs> yeah, she's like, man, I've freaking been working this show forever. Just gonna go home and chill for a while, you know? Yeah. Now I've certainly made it clear that I try to avoid spoilers at all cost. I assume Cassini solo is going to be back on orphan black, but I don't know that for sure. Right. So yeah, you got, you cannot go anywhere near the orphan black IMDB page. Right. Um, there's, there's stuff in there. You just don't want to know. Right. Rachel Scarston's still in rain. I know that, but that's not a show I watch or care about. So, all right. Anything uh, else you want to say about the, Serious finale, last your last chance. <laughs> well, just this thing I wanted to say this earlier is that like you know a, ser- uh, a series finale is it's tough, right? There's a lot of pressure. Obviously, you've you've got high expectations all around, and it almost invariably is going to be some kind of disappointment, right? Um, even the Fringe series finale, which I thought was excellent, there's still a lot of people complaining about that still to this day. Outside of the series finale for Mash. You know, which probably we could say is like the gold standard, right? You know, they're, they're tough things to pull off, and I think they did a pretty admirable job with this one. That, uh, you know, like I, at the end of it, I felt I felt a sense of closure. They also left it so that there's, you know, not that I'm saying there ever will be, but they, they leave the story open. So you can imagine, like, fan fiction can go crazy with the adventures of Dagny now, right? Right, and, and if there's... Any show that has generated a lot of fan fiction, it's certainly Lost Girls. So, sure. yeah, like you said, I didn't think about that. But, yeah. but, but see, what I like is the fact that we don't know and that, that we can speculate what will happen. Whether we read or write the fan fiction, to me, doesn't matter. Right. Just like if, if at the very least, in the imaginations of its fans, the story can continue. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us tonight. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We'd love to hear from you about Lost Girl, Dark Angel, or anything else you think we should be watching. And I'd like to encourage you to join the Facebook group. And if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the SpeakPipe tab, which you can access through the website. And we will be back next week to take a look at Episode 17 of Season 2 of Dark Angel, entitled Hello, Goodbye. But until then... You know, Dave... I was going to say that tearful goodbyes are so last season, but really, when I think deep down in my heart, I got nothing. <laughs>